Welcome to Unchenu and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. level this year. Learn to create content that attracts your ideal clients with ease and flow. Let go of mindset blocks and all beliefs that are no longer aligned to the women you are. Hit consistent five-figure months while running a soulful business. And how about creating an ideal balance between your life and your business where you no longer have to hustle or work thousands of hours to achieve the results you desire? Take your business to the next level is an exclusive one-to-one mentoring and coaching program designed for the woman who is tired of hiding and is ready to step into her full authentic power. With Take Your Business to the Next Level, you will learn how to implement easy, simple, and effective mindset tools and business strategies designed exclusively for you and your business. Say goodbye to this crazy year on a high, doing a happy, happy dance to your favorite tune. For more info on how I can help you take your business to the next level, keep an eye on your inbox or check the link in this podcast to book a free strategy call and start planning your next steps for success. Looking forward to meeting you, lovey. See you soon. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unchained Your Inner Strength. And today's special guest, we have Danielle Perlingood. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hi, Maria. I'm doing well. Thanks. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Even better now that I'm chatting to you. <laughs> so thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much for this opportunity and having me today. Awesome. So, um, Danielle, you are a written legacy coach, right? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you come to do what you do today so everybody can get to know you? Absolutely. I would love to. Thank you so much. So I have a background in journalism and digital marketing, and I worked at a publishing company in the Chicagoland area for about three years on the marketing side. And about a year and a half ago, I had this epiphany and decided that although I had been in digital marketing a lot more recently, I needed to get back into writing and editing. And I had this epiphany when I was nursing my then eight-month-old. He's now just over two years old. And yes, yay. (laughs) And I was listening to (laughs) and I was listening to a Rachel Hollis audiobook. I believe it was Girl Stop Apologizing. And there was Mm -hmm. something that she said in the book that really just really, really did something to me. I really changed how I viewed my professional life and my personal life and made me ask myself what I was doing and what I wanted to be doing. And although at that point I was basically staying home 
I knew, and I had talked with my husband that when my son, when our son was closer to a year, I would be starting back up and get trying to get more clients and getting more business. And I just realized digital marketing wasn't something that I wanted to continue doing. And I needed to be able to help people write their books. And this idea just came to me out of nowhere. And I said, I need to do this. I need to help people and unleash their books and unleash what they need to say in the world. And I just think that books are one of the most powerful tools we have in this world to Mm -hmm. get our voices out there and get our teachings out there. And this is why we see, you know, professors, PhDs, engineers, lawyers, scientists, everybody (laughs) under the sun. And we were just talking even before we started recording. Oh, everybody writes a book. Nobody's going to read my book, right? Well, I have, there are a couple myths about that, that, that we can talk about today. Um, but Great. I mean, before we get into, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, yeah, but it's, it's interesting how you say, like, you know, books can change your life. And it happened to you by grabbing Rachel Hollis' book. And I always ask that to people, you know, like, what is it? There has to be something, you know, sometimes it doesn't have to be like a whole book, but there's a part of that book that you just go and like, (gasps) you know, and it's just like, okay, (laughs) mind blowing thing. And and, and I think think words are very powerful. I know people, you're supposed to take action and everything, but I think words get to you like, um, you know, when you, when you read them, they really get to you on, on on a different level. A hundred percent. And I'm also a huge fan of audiobooks. And I listened to, I believe I'm on number 39 this year. Mm-hmm. And I love audiobooks. I love reading books. I love reading articles. I love listening to podcasts. You know, the way that we consume media and news and information has changed so much over the last, you know, five, 10 yeah. years. But what hasn't changed is the idea that people go to read books when they want to learn about something. So I have a really good, prominent, recent example of this. So we all know that the Black Lives Matter movement is so prominent and so powerful right now. And people want to learn more. People have been very upset about George Floyd, about all these things that have happened. And one of my favorite examples with how people are trying to educate themselves about this really important matter is by buying books. Yeah, books, articles, yeah, absolutely. Books, articles. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating is when... I, th- I believe it was just a couple weeks after George, George Floyd was murdered. The New York, if you looked at the New York Times bestseller list, the top 10 bestsellers were specifically about the anti-racism movement. And that to me is was mm-hmm. so, so powerful because there were some books on there that were written years ago. There were some books that were written more recently and to me, that was so telling that people who really wanted to learn more information, they will find a way to get their, get their hands on those books, mm-hmm. whether they buy them, whether they get them through the library, whether they use an app through their library like Libby or Hoopla or Overdrive. And 
I love giving that example because it's so tangible because you can see that you can see the New York times bestseller list. You can see what books are doing well, what books people want to read. And one of the things that I always tell people is if you want to write a book, this is something we, I talk about with my clients too. If you want to write a book and you don't have a huge audience and you think that they would be interested in something just look up some comp titles, look up some titles, look up five to 10 titles in the category you think you want to write, look it up on Amazon, go to a bookstore or look, you know, browse different websites of independent bookstores. Yeah. Get inspired and see, see what books are being bought by these readers who you <laughs> want, who you, you want to be your raving fans, you know, like, and how to do that. And the how is, is what I do with my clients, of course. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> Danielle, it's interesting how, you know, a lot of people wait for that moment to hit, like, you know, for entrepreneurs to hit, like, okay, I'll have to hit those six, seven figures, or I'll have to get X amount of clients, or let me get into more areas to learn more. And, and, and a lot of people stop themselves when it comes to writing a book because they think they need all that part know that all the the background and it's just like I think for I think me personally for somebody who's just gone through that journey and gone through those steps is something that is already powerful enough for somebody who's just starting somebody who you know who still feels a little bit lost because sometimes reading a book from somebody who's doing six seven figures as inspiring as it could be it also could be a little bit frightening you know it can be a hundred percent A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. And a couple of things that just popped into my head with, you know, what you just said is really, you know, thinking about a book in terms of up-leveling your, your authenticity and your credibility with the Mm -hmm. people who you want to serve. And the other, the other really important factor in this conversation is that this is why authors can write more than one book. So when you write a memoir, when you write a self-help book, it doesn't have to be your only book. I tell my clients this all the time because sometimes we think, oh, I'm writing a memoir. I have to write about my whole life. I have to put everything in. But really what a memoir is, is really about either one thing that happened in your life or something that you discovered and having different examples throughout your life that prove that point that you want to make to your readers, right? So one example I always like to give is the memoirist Danny Shapiro, and she's written about nine, 10 memoirs. Mm-hmm. And one of her most recent books, is, her memoir is called Inheritance. And this is about basically her opening an envelope from, I believe it was Ancestry.com, And she finds out that the father she grew up with as her dad was not her biological father. It was one instance. It was one envelope, right? But the, the reason I think this is so important to point out is because the whole book surrounds this one instance, this one day, this one moment, right? And it's so fascinating to me because we don't have to incorporate everything we've ever learned into one book and this is something i reiterate to my clients i I have you know i have several clients right Mm -hmm. now who sometimes when especially when we get when we're in our creative genius when we're in our creative zones and we say oh this happened and i really want the readers to know this i want the readers to know that but then what happens is we can actually dilute the story and 
we don't want to do that because we want to have very critical points that prove the argument or the theme that we're trying to create for the readers, right? That's what the hook is, right? That's yes. what the subtitle is. We're explaining to them, especially for, we're talking more nonfiction. Novels don't have a subtitle necessarily, yeah. right? <laughs> but uh, subtitles are a lot more prominent with nonfiction, memoir, all that kind of, all, all, all that good stuff. And, you know, this is, it's so important to, remember this to just take a breath, step away for a minute and come back and say, is this really a story that I need to create that I need to share with my readers right now? I have a, one client right now who we literally re, just reorganized and restructured her book because she realized she was putting in way too many stories yes. and Different too stories many stories. Getting link. Right. Yeah. And then you, and then you lose the reader. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the three things I always tell people for how to unleash your legacy are you need to come up with your main theme, you need to come up with your target audience, and you need to figure out, you know, what, what it is you want to say, right? What's, what it is your, not only your main theme, but your promise to the reader. What do you want your reader to really get out of this book, right? What is, what is it that the reader really needs to hear? What's the lesson? What are the lessons, right? What are the sub-themes that you need to create, right? And from yeah. there is how you can create an outline, right? And you can create these ideas. You can figure out who needs to read your book. And you don't only have to, you know, have one target audience per se, but it's an exercise I find it's very important to do when you're starting out with an idea for a book so that you have an idea as to who's going to read it. You know? Danielle, Danielle, can I ask you, because that's very interesting, you know, it's just like you were talking about like, yeah, we're talking about writing a book. And then I'm like, as you were saying the steps, I'm like, that's kind of like the way you do when you write a blog as well. You know, like there is that initial thing. It's like, okay, this is a little bit about myself and this is the, you know, what I'm offering you, like this is the outcome and how you can, you know, the, the help that you're giving your audience as well. But it's interesting how as entrepreneurs, there's things that you never thought you had to do, especially when you said you have to be creative when you're in your creative genius. And I don't think, I don't know about you personally, but you come from a background in journalism. So you have that creative side, but for anybody who didn't, and it's like, suddenly it's like, okay, I have to learn all this stuff. You know, and it's just like the visuals, the writing. And I think writing is, it's a lot of it involved in it um, when it comes to to showing up online and becoming consistent and, and showing, you know, your authenticity or who you are and how you help your clients as well. A hundred percent. And a lot of the ways in which I help my clients kind of unweave or unravel their weave and then weave their unraveling back together. And it's it can really be for both a novel or for any kind of nonfiction book. And the reason it works, this format and formula works, is because this is how stories are formed, right? Mm -hmm. And this is how ideas are formed. And one of the things I'm currently working on is actually this amazing masterclass I'm putting together 
And in the master class, we're actually going to be putting, we're going to be talking about the four pillars of writing your story and what happens before you have to write your story, right? You have to come up with the time, what the value is of you and your story. You have to figure out your energy levels and we have to talk about mindset. And unsurprisingly, mindset comes up in almost every single one of my client coaching sessions because when we unlock that memory box that's a term that i've i've been using a lot lately we become more vulnerable and the best stories are about our own vulnerabilities and if we aren't willing to be vulnerable with our own stories then we're not going to reach the readers who truly need to hear those stories and what we want to say to the world, right? Yeah. And I truly, truly believe that every single person has gone through something. You know how everybody has something, that phrase, oh, everybody has we something, do. right? But, yeah. <laughs> every single person. And you can write a book about just about anything, but you have to know what the format is, with how you organize it. Um, you know, I get question, I get a lot of questions about, oh, where do I start? I got questions about, oh, I don't know my, the publishing avenues. I have no idea. You know, I know people are like, oh, I need to traditionally publish, and and I say, okay, what what are your goals? Because we talk about that too, right? We talk about what their goals are for unleashing their legacy. Mm -hmm. And if their goals happen to be, you know, I, I really don't want to pay a lot and I want to spend five years trying to get an agent, then that's great. And we can totally do that. And, you know, let's, let's go ahead. Let's try it out. Let's work on those query letters. Right. But if your goal is to have your book out sooner and there are a lot more ways to do it now than there were even 10, five years ago. And yes. Right. And it's so amazing. You know, you can upload your book to Amazon and it's totally free. There are pros and cons, of course, to all of all of the different types of publishing and, you know, different types of vanity publishers and who you pay for what and all that kind of stuff. And these are things that I work with my clients on based on their goals, right, for their manuscripts. And a lot of them, if they're doing this for their business, they want to self-publish because they don't want to wait five years. They don't want to wait two years. And that's not always how long it takes to get an agent. You know, I don't want somebody to listen to this and say, oh, it's going to take me two to five years to get an agent. But, you know, sometimes, yeah, you could get one in three months if you send out 100, 150 query letters and you do it every day and you're really adamant. But there's no guarantee, right? The guarantee of self-publishing is that your book will be uploaded, right, into Amazon and you will be an author, right? So, and then, you know, I get questions about bestsellers. Oh, how do you become a bestseller? All that stuff, (laughs) you know, and there's... It's interesting right, and there's, you, said, you yeah, said before that a lot of, uh, in your sessions, a lot of mindset comes around. And now as you, as you tell me like that, because it sounds like some of the times I, I hear objections, you know, it's that, okay, you know, especially when they start writing the book and then it suddenly it's like, oh, what about, 
where are we going to publish it or where are we going to sell it or are we going to make any more? What about the royalties? And I'm like, why don't we worry about all that once the book is written and start from the start from the beginning, from the from that? Because I think a lot of people are a bit afraid, as you said. It's like you have to be vulnerable. You have to open up. And I think that's a bit hard to do when you're writing your story or you're writing something that is a self-help book. Yes, 100%. I find too with some of my clients that if we talk about their goals ahead of time, it actually relieves some anxiety for them so that they know what's coming down the pipeline. So if I can say like, yes, I can hold your hand through X, Y, and Z, or yes, I can tell you exactly, you know, what what we have to do in order for you to become a bestseller on Amazon and you know how many copies you would have to sell in a week to be a USA Today bestseller, right? All those kinds of things, which they're all possible, but it depends on, again, those four ideas that we talked about. It depends on the time, depends on value, depends on energy, and it depends on mindset. And you know, I do find as well, and this is actually something I've been thinking of too, where um, I agree with you in a way that sometimes it can relieve anxiety, but it can also create anxiety if we talk, if we talk shop too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah. Because it can be a little bit of the, of the part. I mean, if you never written a book and it's like, okay, how, where do we start? And then you're going so far ahead of thinking all the other things that, you know, you start going like, okay, I don't think I can make it. So you start talking yourself out of it. Trust me, Danielle, I've done it. I've done years ago that I remember I was offered to be in a book and I was like, and then when they start telling me the whole process and everything, I was just like, I just can't do this. I think it was my year, first year in business and I always wanted to write a book, but I was just like, I got so overwhelmed by so much info that I went, I just want to write a book. That's all I want to do. <laughs> you know, that was the only thing I wanted to do. But I, I got scared. I have to say, I, I got really scared. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of times I find that it it's even like what, like Russell Brunson talks about this. All of the big gurus talk about it. The key is simplicity and to make it simple. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with organizing your book and organizing your ideas within the book. It has to be simple. If you read these bestsellers, if you read, you know, something like Untamed by Glennon Doyle, nothing is perfect. You know, nothing is going to be a hundred percent perfect. Nothing's going to be like, Oh, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm sure she said, said to herself, Oh, I could have added this story in or taken out bad or done this yeah. instead. Right. I'm sure that that thought crossed through her mind, right? It, I'm sure it crosses through people like Brene Brown's mind, like Gabby Bernstein, you know, mm-hmm. who's been a best-selling author for like, you know, I think she's had like three on the New York Times bestseller list yeah. now. And I've actually watched interviews from, from her and from other people. And you know, it's interesting. A lot of these authors didn't consider themselves to be great writers, no. but they had... But what, what's important is that they had something important to share with their audience. And that's the key. You don't have to be the best writer to write a best-selling book. The writing, the writing is so is simple as well it's for anybody to understand it. No, I'm sure like you read a lot, Danielle. I don't know if probably when you studied journalism or, you know, or when you were in college that you had to grab 
you know, a philosophical book or read, I don't know, Shakespeare or something like that. So we're not, you know, when he used to read that, and it's like, how am I supposed to write a book? I don't even, I can't even barely read this. I need a dictionary every time I read a phrase. (laughs) Right, right. And the real key that I help my clients with is taking something that they know so well, something, some subject that they know so well. I have a client right now writing a book about spirituality. I have a Mm -hmm. client writing um, a book about her fitness career and it's a a memoir. And I have a client right now writing a book about, um, it's actually a novel and she is integrating parts of her personal life into it, which is very fascinating. Nice. I have a client writing. Yeah. I have a client writing a, you know, she is, was a career coach and a, in a scientist and just a, an amazing, incredible career. And she's now writing a career book for younger, the younger generation. Nice. And yeah. And it's fascinating. But what I help them with is they've never been like, oh, I'm the best writer in the whole world. They struggle with it because they were so good in their individual fields. So what I help with is really dig in to what they want to say in their book and we pull it out. Perfect. Okay. Well, that's, I think that's the hardest part. It's like, you know, you have all those thoughts in your head and you don't know where to start. I'm, I'm talking about personal experience because I'm, I'm, I just finished my chapter of my own book and I'm like, I didn't know where to start. It was like all this. And I'm like, oh. but I can understand. I can understand part of vulnerability. I can understand everything just coming out. I think, I think, I don't know how is it for your clients, Danielle, but I found it very um, healing, the process. Yes. Yes, I have heard that multiple times. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing with the book coaching sessions that we have is when I truly listen to my clients and then they open up to me and talk with me and treat me like a family member. You know, some of these people haven't told that many others of what they're sharing with me um Mm -hmm. and i feel so grateful for to be that person you know and what they're doing is they're opening up and they're sharing and from there we can really determine what their book is really about and these are powerful women with powerful stories it's really incredible and i'm just so grateful to be on this journey with them and just so it's such an amazing process, just taking them through their initial idea and saying, I want to write a book about X. And then we figure out why they actually want to write a book and how they, they can become more vulnerable with their writing. And it's yes. really, really beautiful. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is a beautiful process. You know, like, you, I, I don't know if anybody who has a journal, because even with that, when you grab your journal, you start writing little things. So that's what I say. You always start with the little steps, and it's like, and then suddenly it's like you find yourself writing a whole book, and you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> I just say, I was like, when I sat down yeah. and started writing, it was that. It was like a one moment, it was tears, and it was laughs, and it was like, oh, my God, I got to stop because I can't deal with this anymore. But it was more because of the emotions, which I think it was like, you know, the, those memories are 
kept coming like you know they were starting and coming back and stuff but uh they were in a very different way as well you know something that you're like okay that's that's in the past it's still part of me but i know this can help someone else and i think that's the beauty mm-hmm. of it and i really love that part that you said about the memoir because i've always thought memoirs had to be your whole life story you know and, and it's interesting how you put it down it's like no share one part of it and because I'm a strong believer as well that we don't live only one life. We live thousands of lives in one. So it makes sense that it's like, okay, write a memoir in different parts of your life in different stages of your life. I really love that, Danielle. Yes, yes, 100%. Because the lessons, just like what you said, though, the lessons that we learn in one part of our life are so different from lessons that we can learn in a later part of our life or an earlier part of our life. And, you know, people who... You, know, you can write a book about, you know, two months of your life or about one month of your life or about five years if something encompassed five years of your life, right? Or what you can do is you can pull different stories, just like what Glennon Doyle does in Untamed. She pulls stories to prove her points in all of the parts of her book. So she goes across her life. But what she does is she doesn't share every single part, every single detail of every single day of her life, right? Yeah. She talks about very specific examples, specific things that happened to her over the years. And she integrates that together into a beautifully woven story so that the reader can see how and why she's telling us the story in this way and what she wants us to learn from it. You know, that's really the beauty is being vulnerable so that the reader can understand your vulnerability without you telling the vulnerability, Mm -hmm. right? That's why, you know, writers and coaches, we say, you know, it's 80% showing, 20% telling, right? Where we really show the reader, we paint that picture of what we want the reader to see Mm -hmm. in, in our books, it's, uh, it's interesting as you said that that story because even when we sell if we sell products or services it's the same thing we're telling a story on where we you know to get to the reader to get to the to the client to get to the heart and be like okay now I resonate with you now I want to work with you I want to buy that product there's always a story behind everything right a hundred percent and if you read any of the big gurus books even like you know i mentioned russell brunson like any any of the big big people who have written books in the you know coaching or services industry um you know and even outside of the industry you know it's really interesting because you can learn so much and that's the number one thing i tell all my clients is to make sure you are reading in your genre because it's not enough. It's great to look up those comparison titles. I love doing that. I love telling, if somebody doesn't know where to start, that's where you start and looking up those comparisons titles. But then I want you to read them <laughs> because yeah. it doesn't help if you're just looking at reviews and you're just looking at what's, you know, random Joe said or random Alice said, then, you know, it, yeah, it can be a little beneficial, but they're also only two people. And this is somebody who wrote a whole book on a subject that's similar to what you want to write about. So learn from them, learn from what you like, learn from what you don't like about these books and why you want your book to be in the similar category. Yes, I <laughs> love it. Uh, Danielle, before we wrap up, thank you so much, hon. But before we wrap up, tell me from the top of your head, five books that changed your life. <laughs> oh, the top of my head. Okay. Rachel Hollis, Girl Stop Apologizing. Um, I will say, uh, what was 
the other one? Um, uh, oh, um, some great things by what is it? Great things by Jody Piku. Um, some great things or something like that. I have to look up the title. Oh, <laughs> okay. that's embarrassing. Anyways, you, you'll you'll know. You can lo look at uh, Jody Pico. She's great. <laughs> I know. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'd say number three, uh, Gay Hendrix. Um, Gay Hendrix book, uh, The Big Leap. Love that book. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> number four, uh, uh, I'll say. Oh, what what have I read recently? that I really liked. Um, what did I just finish? I just finished The Year of Less by Kate Fleming. Um, she's a Canadian author and she's awesome. I really liked her book. It was really cool. It's actually perfect because I was listening to it as I was unpacking and then I, I decided to, to clear more clutter. Perfect timing then. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. Um, and then I would say, uh, that was okay. But what other novels have I read? I have to, like I have to look, look it up. Oh, um, Kate Quinn's The Alice Network. I just finished, and I love that book. Okay, so one of my favorite <laughs> books. Yeah. Can I ask you? This is just a random. You know, have you ever had that sensation that when you went to grab a book, it was just a, like as you start reading it, it was just the right book to read at that moment in time in your life. Yes, a hundred percent. And I get that all the time because I have a ton of holds on my Libby and my Libby app for the library all the time. And whenever I think like I'm in a certain place in life, something comes off the holds. It's just like, wow. you know, somebody saying, you need to read this book right now. And that's what happened with a year of less. It was literally when like, I think two days before we moved that it's like came to my my uh my inbox in Libby and I said oh my goodness this is this is divine timing it was crazy <laughs> it's crazy um, I love it it's, yeah it's insane though it's just like you start reading and then saying it's like okay this I can incorporate this now with this and then that it's like it's not a coincidence that I start reading that it's crazy <laughs> it's I you know I love it because I think when I read The Big Leap and I was struggling a little bit with some time management issues and Gay Hendricks said, you are the source of time. You know, you control mm -hmm. your time. And it was so powerful to me to hear it in the way he described time and how we can utilize time to be more efficient. Because I hear that all the time as a huge complaint, right? As to why yeah. somebody can't write a book. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you can do a lot in like a minute or five minutes. Like we're doing this interview right now and, you know, I have five other things that I'm doing today and you probably have, you know, five to 10 million things to do as well. But the thing is, is like, okay, how are you utilizing that time? Are you spending, you know, two hours doing things that you don't really need to do? Or are you spending some of that time doing things that you need to do? Like my business coach says, you know, you need like sacred think time. 
Um, and I love, love her and her phrasing with that because you, you need that time. Yeah. And what I would encourage, you know, any listener who says, oh, I don't know, you know I want to write a book, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know about my time. I don't know about all these things that you're talking about. It's just way over my head. You know, I would encourage you to, you know, build in some of that journaling time. And that's one of the things I talk about with my clients too, is to really write about what you, what you want to say, like start journaling. If you don't have a journaling practice, I want you to start because when you practice your writing, you will become a better writer. Just like when you practice reading, you will become a better mm -hmm. writer. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, Danielle. So before we wrap up, if anybody wants to contact you and work with you, get to know you more, where they can find you. I'll drop the links anyways, Perfect. but uh, if you could tell us here. Perfect. Thank you so much. So uh, my website is daniellepearlinggood.com. And I actually just updated it recently. So very exciting. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I have an awesome Facebook group. It's under daniellepearlingood.com slash community. And that Facebook group is called Unleash My Book. And in there, I have almost 400 members now. So you will be a part of a really exclusive, fun community. It's totally free. And I have a lot of really awesome trainings in there. I've gotten a lot of amazing feedback from everybody in there about different ways that the videos have helped them through their struggles, including my clients. Perfect. Okay, awesome. So Facebook, I'll drop the links, as I said, but our Facebook group or your website. Danielle, thank you so, so much for today. Thank you for all your insight. Thanks for sharing all of that with us. Thank you so much for having me, Marie. I really appreciate your time and your energy today. Love being Thank here. You. Thank you. Guys, we'll see you next time and have a wonderful day. Bye. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause, and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms, or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause, or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, light, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are.
Bye.